A recent study has found that, on average, people who don't collect action figures have more money in the bank, more harmonious relationships with their partners, and significantly more storage space in their homes than those who do. However, it also found that they eventually die of boredom, so the choice is up to you. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 106, for the week of Wednesday, the 5th of March, 2014. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Justin. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureLose.com. Tonight, it's a titanic trio of Toys of the Week featuring the Masters of the Universe Modulock action figure, the Bowen Design Strike Down Thor statue, and the Sideshow Collectibles Indiana Jones Pursuit of the Ark statue. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. It's but Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. Captain set trap. But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Captain, in Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Hey, guys, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Not too bad. Justin, how are you? Besides not too bad. Well, actually, I tell a lie. I'm a bit, I'm a bit depressed, actually. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, I've been living in a fool's paradise, Scott. Ben. Uh-oh. Oh no. Yeah. A stone throw away from me is the Sara Lee factory outlet. <laughs> I, imagine a world where I can go and get one liter beautiful Sara Lee ice cream for two dollars fifty a pop. Oh, imagine a harsh. world where I can go and get a pecan custard Danish for two dollars. <gasps> News has trickled through the suburb this week that uh, it may be closing down. No! And I am really sad. That is sad. <laughs> really, really sad. Uh, <laughs> the pain of it all. Your arteries might be cheering. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it might be an un- shut up. <laughs> an unintended side effect of newfound fitness. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I, used to, I used to walk over there, so... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't they cancel one other out? <laughs> right. Oh, that is sad. It is. It's only a rumor at the moment. There's only nothing written in concrete. But oh, if yes. there's a protest or anyone needs me there, I'm first in line. Good, I will, good on uh, you. <laughs> I'll help you're out not, any way I can. <laughs> so you're not going to hear that uh, off-mentioned, hey, Justin, shall we put it on your tab? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I just walk in there and grunt and go, mm, and they go, yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> I, Do one I, of those flick the nose things, you know, like in what's that movie? The Sting. <laughs> Do they know your <laughs> order? Uh, well, it wouldn't vary much from um, the pecan custard Danish, okay, to yeah. the uh, uh, mint chocolate uh, Sara Lee one liter. So <laughs> I, I always, it's a double edged sword. I find when um, you go somewhere enough that they know what you usually order because on one level it's like, Oh, you know, that's really handy. Another level it's like, God, I must come here a lot and get the same thing. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. man, there was a particular RSL I used to go to from about age 18 to about 25. And man, <laughs> they knew exactly what to do on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> it was six years wasted. I can tell you, they knew exactly what, what the order was. <laughs> yeah. My, my place I get coffee from in the morning. They don't even ask now. They just, in fact, um, the other day there's a supermarket next to it and I walked past to grab something from the supermarket, came out and they just handed my coffee to me. <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> that they'd seen me walk past. I'm like, wow, thank you. <laughs> ben, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've had a spider-free week, which is good. Well, John will be pleased. Yeah. 
Yeah. I heard that. It sounded like an orb weaver or some description. Yeah, yeah, don't know. He was out the other day. I just have been... Yeah, he's obviously rebuilt what I walked through. But anyway. Awesome. You're talking about how you walked into one spider web. Do you know that every day in my job, I have spider webs in my eyes, ears. If yes. I go a day without tasting spider web, it's been, it's been a very good day or a very weird day. <laughs> so it's uh, Justin Spider Hunter. Yeah, the, something like that. Yeah. The, the Spider Whisperer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty uneventful week for me. I, uh, I think the highlight was uh, carrying a, a heavy box for a pregnant woman to her car. And so I believe in karma. So I'm waiting for the goods to, uh, to come now. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, um, yeah. On the flip side, I was really mean to some people during the week, and you know, I because I believe in karma. You know, they uh, obviously had it coming. What type of people? Work people or? <laughs> no, no, just okay. joking. <laughs> I, I might start living my life like that. <laughs> Take it in turns. Good. That's right. Yeah. Look, I'm really right. sorry, but um, I was really nice to someone yesterday, so you're screwed, basically. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I believe in karma, so you had it coming. That's right. That's right. I'm not going to feel sorry for you because you obviously deserved it. That's right. Mm, weird. How was your week? Great. Yeah, I was actually in Melbourne, and I'm in Melbourne all next week as well, which is exciting. So I'm really sorry to hear that. Oh, I'm not. It's home. I love it. Oh, so, apart from that. Yeah, I've been away for ages, so... Um, and I've got a lot of travel coming up in March, but I've got this week um, coming at home. So just having a fairly quiet uh, weekend, running kids around to their usual routine stuff, which is good. And um, yeah, not a lot to, no, no exciting anecdotes really. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I should have organized one. Yeah. Well, last, I've got something that we could probably segue into the next segment if you wanted to get out of here. Okay, cool. Yeah, go. <laughs> well, yeah. last week you were talking about um, ocelots. Oh, yeah. And so my first day of uh, my proper job when I left school, I was I was grabbed by this old guy who would tell me a dirty joke every day. <laughs> so we're in a lift together and he said to me, hey. I said, what? He goes, how do you titillate an ocelot? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, your oscillators titillot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Like, thank yeah, you, okay. creepy old man. Yeah. <laughs> now give me a kiss. <laughs> Want some candy? <laughs> wow. Well, I think it's always been clear that Justin's got a lot of baggage, and now we're, you know, we're starting to work out what it is. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but before we uh, get into really scary territory, I think that we should probably um, press forward. I did want to say, though, um, a big shout-out and congrats to our friend Eli um, and Rocco, Jerome, who was on uh, the show a few episodes ago, because they have started their own uh, comics-related show called Back to the Comics, which uh, first episode came out this week. It was a great listen. Um, Available gonna- now on iTunes. It's, it is on iTunes now. That's correct. Yep. So, um, Eli, uh, interviewed Rocco for our show and it went so well that he pitched the idea of doing some limited runs of, I guess they're going to do series of these six at a time. Um, 
which, you know, really they're just wimps because they don't think they can do it weekly like us, but hey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Eli's certainly still going to be here, but he's also going to be at Batch of the Comics, which is great. And if you are a comic fan, and particularly a fan of you know, kind of classic comics, then uh, it will be a great listen. So well done to those guys on a great first episode. And we've got our own episode to do, and it's hard to believe it's 106, but I think we should get started with some articulated news. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. We don't necessarily cover everything that's out there, just the things that have caught our eye. And uh, this week, probably still in a little bit of a lull from Toy Fair. There's not as much news as normal, but we certainly have been some announcements. And uh, uh, one of the more interesting things this week was DC Collectibles putting out a poll to choose the design for the upcoming Mira bombshell statue from the um, bombshell line, which I'm collecting and loving. And uh, Mira, of course, wow, so exciting. Uh, and um, there were three choices. I really actually quite liked all of them, but the it was announced today that the uh, choice option A is the one that won, which is the one that I voted for, so there you go. Uh, Yay! Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so... Be that many people with no taste. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the... Um, the the, I liked all of them, but I liked the, the what I really liked about a for people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about. There'll be a picture in the enhanced podcast, but um, B and C had more of a sailor uh, theme with her in a sailor hat, and uh, one with pants, and one with a uh, um, like a bathing suit, and uh, but A had a kind of very you know fifties sort of big hat blowing in the wind and and the bathing suit and i really like that but you didn't you like the other one ben i'm just not sure what the the hat thing's going on i don't really get the hat it's like you know a big a big beach hat kind of thing and it's blowing in the wind then i think they should have got rid of the trident and gone with a more beach feel to it and Mm. and left the trident to the sort of the more sailory one i actually quite liked B, but I think instead of the pants, she would have looked better with the, the sort of the hot pants, okay. the, the white hot pants. So, yeah. Well, um, anyway. it, it's interesting because I'm always defeated in these things. Like I, the one mm. I like in these polls never gets up, so I was quite surprised to see that um, there were so many people out there that liked the same one that I did. But, yay, it's Mira. She's going to be in the bombshells. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just a win in general because yeah. she's, she's been, you know, forgotten so many times in the past. Yeah. So. so, I mean, we're spoiled for choice now because we're getting a beautiful Cover Girls statue mm. um, and then bombshells as well. Awesome. Um, so there's that, and I'll be talking about bombshells a bit later on in Feeding the Addiction. And then uh, released recently and something i don't think we've talked about in news uh 
on the HeroClick side from WizKids, uh, just in time to celebrate the uh, cancellation of the Legion of Superheroes comic and destruction of <laughs> everything that I loved, um, is the uh, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes HeroClicks set. Woohoo! So yeah, all those characters that you love and that you can't read about in comics anymore, you can have them as HeroClicks. Tiny, badly painted 3D yeah. representations. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't worry. There'll be a number one next week. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all new, all different Legion. That's right. That's it. Yeah, it's very sad. They, they are quite nice. I mean, when you look at some of the, you know, Cosmic Boys going to have sort of the, you know, the wiggly things over his hands and... I mean, they said the the promo shots they've shown, they're, they're, you know, they're not bad looking. Oh, no, they're not. And, I mean, like, it's the kind of thing that... Um, obviously, for uh, players of the game, um, these different characters are a real um, win because, you know, they've got different powers and they add a lot to the game, which is cool. It's not something that I would, you know, uh, buy just because I'm not a Heroclix person. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there is a Phantom Girl one, so maybe I'll see if that ever turns up on eBay. Um, mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, the, but it looks like a lot of characters, including characters that have never been made before from the Legion, like Block and uh, Computer and Polar Boy, Telus. So that that's very cool. And um, you know, for a lot of those characters, that'd be the first time they've ever been made as a toy. So um, yeah, 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 and well done on the the I guess the the duration, the fact that Heroclix are still you know chugging along. Absolutely, and that you know they obviously do their homework in terms of some of these characters. They're certainly not on the tips of anybody's tongue, really. Yeah. Um, but you know, to do to do them is awesome. So that's great. Um, and then in a bit of other DC news, uh, the Starfire Bishojo st- statue, which was shown at Toy Fair, um, is uh, up for order at the moment, and this is the next in the DC line of um, Bishojo statues. It's interesting because I'm sure that the concept art for the Black Canary one has been around longer than this, but we still haven't seen... We saw the concept art for Black Canary at Toy Fair again, but Mm. still not a prototype. And now Starfire is coming out, and it's very suitably Bishojo-ish with um, lots of boobs and butt and... um, flowing hair that gets more translucent as it gets longer. I think it's a bit, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed by this. I don't collect a line and have no interest in it, but I just, it's like every time Starfire comes up, it's like, okay, let's just see how far we can get our tits out. And yeah. it's, like, it's kind of a boring attitude. I, I would have liked someone to do, um, you know, a, a really nice, uh, Starfire, you know, let's let's show some strength to the woman yeah. rather than just make her a piece of cheesecake. That's yeah. just uh, it gets old. This is probably the wrong line to look for that in. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah, it's true, but it was an opportunity to try and bring some some power to the character instead. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, these have gotten a bit kind of sameish for me, um, and so you know, I'm not collecting these anymore, um, but. If you're still enjoying this line, then there's a new character, and that's great. Um, And then finally for me, just a bit of, I guess, industry news this week, and we'll have to see how this pans out, but Mattel has announced uh, 
that just today that they have purchased Mega, which in, Mega Brands, which includes Mega Blocks. So this is going to be a, you know a really interesting acquisition, um, as well as Mega Blocks. Um, you know they, they they do some other kind of building um, toys as well. But it'll be interesting to see if this is Mattel's attempt to complete compete with Lego and Creo. Yeah. Uh, which. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I I don't know. It's whether they're going to go up against Lego or not. I mean, Hasbro have got their Creo, and you know the Creo seems to clunk along, but it, it certainly doesn't kind of you know, storm up the aisles kind of thing and set the registers on fire. I mean, I don't know a single person that has any interest in Creo and no. buys any of the stuff. No. I mean, it may, it'll be, time will tell because Mega also has got a number of licenses, um, Power Rangers, Hello Kitty, SpongeBob, Call of Duty, Halo. Um, so what, what the uh, interest is there, to, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's interesting that that bit of news came out after Toy Fair. I would have thought Toy Fair would be a perfect opportunity to to pimp it. But yeah, they probably. I mean, I imagine these negotiations are mm. rather complicated, so maybe yeah. just been yeah. not done in time. Mm. Um, and uh, they're paying four hundred and sixty million US for it. Friggin' hell! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Mm. It says Mega Brands is the number two player in the $4 billion construction building sets category. So does that yeah. mean that Megablox sells more than Creo? Mm. I would not know. It seems, it seems to imply that. Yeah, doesn't it? Lego yeah. is first. Yeah. Maybe secretly Meccano is number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Lincoln Logs, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah they're, they're, they were really big back in my day. Because so. you could build like a, a cabin or a, a log house. <laughs> or a, ca- like a cabin, yeah. Probably the same vintage. They had the when you're in kindergarten in the olden days. They used to have those. Uh, you remember the wooden blocks, and each block resem- represented a unit. Oh so yeah. For the, for the one was a tiny small uh, yeah. di- dice, yeah, yep. and then it, it went on up until yep. the, they're all different colours. Those are called base ten materials. There you go. And they're still around. Still it, around? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you can't actually abstract mathematical con until you can manage them in the concrete. Right. So they're called, in, in the biz, they're called mm. concrete materials. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you can so you go from the little ones unit to the tens to a hundred to yeah. the big block, you know, square, which is a thousand. Wow. It's awesome. I could talk about it all day. But... Um, Starting to get educational. That's right. I'm sorry. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm we'll, not going to stand for that. We'll stop that right away because I'm handing over to Justin now. So, Justin, over to you. Okay. Is everyone sitting down? Because there's an update on the Club Etheria subscription from Mattel. Hooray! I have been barely sleeping waiting for this news. Guys, normally I don't like reading things verbatim, but if you can make any sense of this, I want you to... Uh, read it back to me or tell it back to me because it says this. This is a post from Scotty on, oh, sorry. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> Toy guru. You, you watch your mouth, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> on the Matty Collector boards. Um, now, obviously it's in response to people saying, how's it going? What are the numbers like? Um, you don't have any silhouette filling up with uh, with an outline this year, so can you tell us what's going on with this subscription? And it just says this is verbatim. Essentially, yes, we need the pop sub 
power, uh, Princess of Power sub to finish the uh, pop vintage line. Should the add-on sub not hit the main min, sorry, we'll simply replace the three to four pop slots planned for the main sub in 2015 with the first three, four pop add-on figures, i.e. in Trapper, Raz, etc., and find some home for Light Hope, maybe a con or something. I mean, and it goes on and on. Um, I don't know. Maybe if he just came out and said, look, we're about 60% there. Keep going, guys, and uh, we'll we'll let you know when more figures and facts come to hand. It would be so much easier than this back to front telling you where this may come out, where it may not come out. Just one straight answer. Is at it, is at it, the risk of sounding repetitive, where <laughs> is the marketing person? Yeah, the, exactly. Like I just, the more, when I read stuff like that, that's just like. It, it's it's too no. confusing. It's too confusing. Tell us how we're going to get our toys. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's it's also it's not the way to build sales if they're not where you want them to be. No. You know, and and this doesn't, it, it, you know, it's too micro yes. in, in terms of this information right now. And you're saying, hey, guys, it's 60% there. Let's just push it forward. Exactly. Where else are we going to promote this so that we can bring in more people into this, et cetera? Yeah. And, but this doesn't help. It's just confusing. You know, and I'm I'm not a massive fan of Princess of Power, but in for a penny, in for a pound, and I'll I will support this line, and I will I'll pick up this sub, um, just to just to keep it going, but um, you know, one straight answer in what is it since 2009 now, 2008, no. just one, just please, <laughs> you have my money, mm, dear. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. We have a Lego preview for the upcoming Star Wars Rebels CGI TV series, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And the first two sets shown are, well, the first one's called The Ghost. Now, it's a building set based on the Rebel starship. Uh, at this stage, it includes four minifigures, and it has 929 pieces altogether. Now, the minifigure figures are, as pronounced on here, Ezra Bridger, Canon Jarrus, Hera Sindula. Zeb and a Stormtrooper. So that's cool. uh, five, actually. Um, and the price is going to be eighty nine ninety nine. So the world shortage in Lego keeps going up. <laughs> the world shortage in plastic <laughs> that, uh, represents itself in the price from year to year. Second set is called the Phantom, and now it's an attack shuttle, and it actually works in conjunction with the Ghost set. So they can be combined, and this set contains 234 pieces, and it is priced at two. Twenty four ninety nine, and it has two mini figures: Ezra Bridger and his grumpy droid companion Chopper. <laughs> so it all looks quite good. I mean, no one will have any sort of connection unless the diehard Star Wars fans will just pick it up uh, blindly. But you know, it looks like fun. It's quite colourful. It's quite uh, a nice looking model. Having watched a bit of um, children's television today under Mal Duress. <laughs> <laughs> They were pimping the heck out of this show. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, so, it, I imagine were, it's coming to ABC3 or. Yeah, this was on Foxtel, but the. Ah, uh, Fox. Like, they are um, pimping the heck out of it. Sure. So, there you go. So, Clone, Clone Wars was a massive success for them. That's right. They've been able to market the other mm, stuff. Mm. Yeah. Okay. My last bit of news is the 2014 G.I. Joe convention three and three quarter box set reveal. It happens to be the Cobra Toxo Viper Commander Repulsor. So, yeah, thank you. It's based on the 1991 Cobra Sludge Viper design. Uh, includes his stand, shotgun, pistol, chemical sprayer, and connector hose with backpack. 
Now it is he's a quietly he's like a very brightly coloured sort of fellow. If he sort of goes into war, I'm, I guess a set target straight onto that massive red target on his chest <laughs> and shoot away. Um, so how many figures are in this set? Well, I'm trying to work it out as well. And the same thing. Because the, the information I have here is it seems that they've announced a few sets. Mm. It's the uh, So we've got uh, the guy I just mentioned, Cobra Hawk, and then there's another set that mentions G.I. Joe versus Cobra, so I'm not too sure how many actual uh, figures are in this actual set. Uh, it looks like one, two, three... Oh, going old school. Four, five, <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, at least fifteen. At least fifteen, including K nine. Mm. And there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean not my cup of tea, but um more power to the Joe Joe collectors. How do these guys get when taken John? seriously on the battlefield? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like our discussion with Natossa all those months and months ago. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to launch into action. Wearing my teal bodysuit and purple boots. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get laughed to death. Trim. <laughs> yeah, trot. <laughs> uh, fair enough. All right. Well, right, I guess Mr. I've ben. got some stuff. Yes, indeed. Um, first up in our uh, standing uh, Funko news, uh, as we do each week, we have to mention It's hard some not to get blasé about it, isn't it? I need to well, think for it. Would you oh, yeah. is it Funko News, Funko News. Everything's yeah. Funko. Yay. <laughs> it's literally just a, a what What remaining licence did we not know about? Have they managed to acquire and surprise us with? Um, this one is How to Train Your Dragon 2. Uh, if you haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon, go and watch it. It's a fun film. Um, I love that film, that first yeah. one. It is, yeah. yeah it's it's I, saw this, Good I saw the stage show. It was fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Well, actually, I have a funny story about when I went to see How to Train Your Dragon, Uh-oh. the first one, because we we went to see it at like the very first show on a Saturday morning, and they were really late actually opening up the theater, and so we went straight in because it was early. We didn't get popcorn or anything. <coughs> Excuse me, and uh, there was hardly any people in there, but there were people that were stuck outside, you know, waiting to get popcorn, etc. And so they started the trailer they started the movie started and then some more people came in and were really angry because they'd been slow you know opening up the things so they went and complained and they restarted it and we had to watch all the trailers again and then watch the beginning of the movie and we got to the beginning of the movie we got to the same point in the movie and they did it again for somebody else it's like oh my god <laughs> so it's like my kids were like, "We want to go home now." <laughs> like, wait, we haven't seen the movie yet, kids. Just hold on. Sorry, carry on. Nice. Well, anyway, if uh, <laughs> you are looking forward to How to Train Your Dragon two, or you didn't pick up any merchandise first time around, then I'm sure you're about to be swamped to death by uh, merchandise for the second film. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like we've got pop vinyl figures of Hiccup, who kind of just looks like a someone from Game of Thrones because he's fairly <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah, bland. Anyway, uh, there's uh, a number of dragons. There's Stormfly, Hookfang, Barf and Belch, which is the two-headed <laughs> dragon, and, of course, Toothless. And I have to say they translate very, very well. They yeah. look like a lot of fun. Sometimes yeah. the uh, the pop vinyls just, you know, they don't 
the the, the styling, you know, with the black round black eyes, etc., just don't work very well. But these look fantastic. Huh. Yeah, it really lends its sort of style and it, and you know the the that style of uh, figure to these kind of things. The the more creature. Uh, things yeah. that come out, I think they do much better. Like you said, they're pretty bland if it's just a humanoid appearance yeah. sort of person, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, the movie's out in June, so I presume they'll probably be hitting a little bit earlier than that. Um, moving on, and I didn't actually know the name of the company that um, that made Figma figures, but apparently they are called the Good Smile Company, and they've given us a look at the upcoming Avengers movie-based um, Figma Thor which is slated to be released in July. Um, so Figma is one of those styles of figures that are itty-bitty but with lots of articulation and detail. Um, and this particular one of Thor, this is obviously the movie costume. Um, one thing that's interesting is it actually comes with a cloth cape and if the finished product is anything like the promo shots, uh, it's actually sort of nicely done. Um, cloth capes don't always translate particularly well, but this mm. one seems to be the, the drapery seems to be working mm. pretty, pretty well. And certainly in the promo shots where they've put him in assorted a uh, poses, um, the cape seems to be doing its thing quite nicely. Mm. Um, I'm not a particular fan of the costume, but it certainly looks good and it looks like it's got uh, plenty of nifty Figma style articulation. And um, you'll that's you'll set you back around six thousand eight hundred yen, which I think is probably about seventy bucks, um, something like that. So it's pretty pricey for what it is, but and that's what you pay for that you know, advanced articulation. So, oh, and you get a oh, you get a stand allowing various poses to be taken. <laughs> <laughs> the cloth cape actually does work very effectively when you look hmm. at some of those action poses. Yeah. yeah, I think when they always combine the top part with plastic, it seems to be much better sort of fitting. Mm. Yeah. Well, apparently, careful thought has gone into all points of articulation on the Figma, preserving his heroic appearance while allowing for various poses from the movie. So oh, there you from go. the movie. Oh, yeah. we have a good small massage parlor down the road. I wonder if it's the same sort of company. <laughs> <laughs> Is that next to the Sarah Lee or? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to give too many <laughs> divulge too many secrets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's looking uh, it's looking plenty Hemsworth uh, in appearance. So yeah, anyway, not a bad figure. Um, something else that's happening. We've seen some promo shots of some of the new Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. Only this particular wave is um, they're referring to them as the LARP figures, live action role play, which is kind of redundant in the scheme of things because we're talking about fictional characters coming out as animated toys who are now dressed up as live-action role-play. But anyway, um, so uh, what you're basically getting is the Ninja Turtles in their D&D mode. So you've got Leo as a knight, Mikey as an elf, Donnie as a wizard, and Raph as a barbarian. Um, I assume they'll just sort of slot these into one of the upcoming waves of the uh, the four-inch figures. Um, yep, I mean they, you know, they look fun. Donnie is the wizard; looks pretty nifty with his, um, with his groovy wizard hat and beard and whatnot. Um, not, not my thing. Uh, you know, they made a mistake releasing the four turtles in the very first wave because I picked them up and now have no intentions of picking up any of the variants. Yeah. Mm. But um, look, you know, they they look fun enough. I mean, it's a it's a goofy take as well. It's not like they're in. Um, 
sort of heavily styled stuff there. Obviously, you know, they've made it as if these guys are teenagers that have put their LARP costumes together out of bits and pieces that they've found. So, you know, Leo's helmet looks like it's an empty can and uh, that sort of thing. So They're certainly milking this uh, license for all it's worth. Absolutely. And if you watch the show, uh, and if you're not, you're crazy because it's brilliant. Um they literally introduce a new villain in, in practically every episode. Um, occasionally sort of they have the, a repeat villain, um, but they've introduced so many characters. It is just a, a – it's almost like an endless source of material for merchandise. Well, um, Which is good because the show is so much fun and they do such a good job with the villains. You, you see a new villain and you go, yep, can't wait to get the figure of that guy. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that works quite well. I'm enjoying it. And I, I left the best for last. I just <laughs> I, I wanted to do this one first. I sarcasm really alert! Did. Sarcasm alert! <laughs> and that is the uh, Avengers Superhero Mashes six inch battle upgrade figures. Um, yes, <laughs> this is wave two. So the the goodness of this um, of this wave is an upgrade Hulk, an upgrade Iron Patriot, uh, upgrade Thor, upgrade Venom. They're battle version, battle somethings, right? Yeah. yeah, and the Falcon. Yeah. I now look. I have to say, Uh-oh. I I saw these in uh, Toys R Us uh, yesterday, and f- for a, a young kid, they would be quite fun toys. Like yeah, if you yeah. know if you if you knew the characters and the um you know the version that you come that you that you get does kind of it looks like the character you know you can muck them all around and change parts and etc but um you know for for a 9 or 10 year old um kid that loves the 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 movies or the characters or the comics you know these could be super fun you know we're obviously not the the target audience but um it's you know this is what we have to talk about with Marvel action <laughs> figures. So it is, and, and I I completely agree. I think you know as a kid, as a, as a young kid, particularly sort of under ten or whatever, yeah. uh, I would have found these uh, an awful lot of fun. But you know now that I'm a Not, <laughs> now that I'm a big kid, I just want to be able to walk into a, a friggin' store and buy an AIM scientist six inch Marvel Legends figure, which I can't. <laughs> and instead, the shelves are full of this crap. Yeah, but I do go on. Yeah. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, I just I noticed them yesterday, and I thought, oh, I'll I'll look at you know just look at them so I can talk about how horrible they are. And when I looked at them, I thought, well, you know, they're actually they're not bad. They're just not for, they're not for me. Mm. Um, but they're actually they're good toys for a different market. And we do have to remember that you know those that is a market. It's not just us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, well, on that um high note. We are going to wrap up the articulated news. Now we are doing three toys of the week in this episode, and we will be right back with the first one. Look out! It's Jackie Chan! Oh no, Shadow Gun! I have to split! See you round! With Jackie Chan, the high octane martial arts never stops! Shadow can come fly. What goes up must come down. Action-packed figures from Jackie Chan Adventures, each sold separately. Tonight we're doing a Toy of the Week trifecta, and Justin is first cab off the ranks. So over to you, Justin. Okay, well, for my review, I am going to talk about the Masters of the Universe Classics Modulock 
Now, this came out in the Club Eternia subscription from Maddie, and I believe it was this month's uh, release, and it's already sold out via their website. I'm not too sure about the day of, day of sale situation. I'm in a sub, and I got mine this week. So, obviously, the company is from our dear friends at Mattel. Um, <coughs> it is a six-inch figure, but what set this, sets this apart is that it's a figure that contains a lot of pieces. Think about Centurions. When we were kids, you could uh, take the bits and pieces out and plug it into different holes. It's yep. like that. So Modulot comes with one torso, but he comes with two heads, uh, different tails, different legs and arms that fit into different slots to basically make your own Modulok the way the way that you'd want to yourself. Now, cool. uh, yeah, it's, it's actually not bad. It's not bad. There's a few things. I'll get to that at the end. Uh, the price for this sucker was 44 bucks US. Whoa. So it cost me a gazillion dollars Australian <laughs> uh, to get it here with postage. With, yeah, with shipping. So yeah. is it a quarterly figure? Yes. Oh, uh, okay, got uh, it. Yeah, it. Yes, yes, it's the oversized uh, quarterly um, subscription yeah. figure. Got it. Now, for the packaging, they've done, well, you know, you pay a premium price and expect a few sort of gimmicks with that, you know. The, the packaging, you'd expect, like, what would have been really good was like a flip-top box so you could have actually seen inside. But the thing with this is once you open the side of the box, that's it. You've got to destroy the cardboard uh... and the glue to get it out. So, you know. It's uh, once it's useless. It's the box contains really nice graphics on it. Um, Modulok Evil Beast of a Thousand Bodies. Um, <laughs> in small letters, may not be a thousand bodies. Uh, just go. <laughs> He's a member of the member of the Evil Horde. It shows Modulok in various uh, states of um, building. It has some has just two heads with legs and some no head and goes on like that, so on and so forth. <laughs> but it's actually a nice box. It's a bit different because it's not the normal clamshell. Uh, the graphics are really nice and bright. It's yellow packaging. On the back, we have the stock standard uh, figures that have already been released with the collect them all tag and there's a bio as well. Huh. Um, like I mentioned here, yeah, not really collector friendly. Once it's open, it's open. Okay, the paint on this guy um, is is pretty good. It's really um, vintage inspired. It's basically the exact same as we got as a vintage, but obviously put to this market now in 2014. The heads are basically recognisable. All the arm pieces, leg pieces, once again, recognisable, and the gun all harkens back to the uh, vintage figure. Um, it is it also contains a gun as well that can be connected into two pieces <laughs> now the paint apps once again the shading's all there um spot on with with vintage colors uh it's all very nice indeed no slop on this it all looks pretty good indeed um, now, if we go to articulation, it's it's a bit of a tricky one because it depends how you <laughs> how you want to uh, display him. So yeah. it could be. You know, I might go make a cup of tea while you're doing yeah. this. Is all the time. Yeah, could, could be four to twenty-five. Woo. I guess. <laughs> and the types of articulation. Well, I have a guess. It's all peg and sort of hole situation. So once again, too many to uh, <laughs> to mention. Um, now playability. I guess. Because we're adult collectors, the playability comes into question. But having said that, uh, my son was quite eager to get this out of the packaging and and uh, put into all different variations and to create his own sort of monster, which he was really um, really impressed by. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's ever seen anything like this before, which was good. Um, now, with the accessories, well, I mentioned already mentioned the gun. The guns has that same sort of thing. We can make it into one big gun or two separate guns as well. Now, the only thing that, as a adult collector, that uh, I noticed straight away of the packaging is that the arms and le- well. Two sets of legs and two arms are basically DCUC arms and legs. So there was a mention of this before about how, because we pay the premium, that Masters of the Universe Classic, they shouldn't be um, borrowed between the both lines. Like mm. this should be its mm. own separate thing. But having said that, because this is sinewy and a smaller sort of buck, this is basically the only way they could have gotten away with it. They couldn't have used... Um, you know, typical Masters of the Universe uh, moulds and so forth because it really wouldn't have worked. Um, now, having said all that, the is a beautiful new plastic tie situation. You know when you get socks or a tag from, from a, a store and it's got that plastic two thing, so it's got the plastic big bit and the little plastic nodule yeah. on the end as well, yeah. So that's what this uh, thing is uh, packaged in with. <laughs> so... I guess now if I come down to the ratings, I wanted to be fair to this because I didn't want to take away any points just because they did borrow from the DCUC uh, figures because there wasn't a way that they could have done it, I don't think. It would have looked too chunky if Mm. they did it for Mm. the normal um, classics. But So having said all that with the playability and all the rest of it, I would give this a solid 8 out of 10. It is uh, lose points for the packaging because I really think they could have, for that price, a flip-top packaging for Minton card collectors would have been ideal. Um, there's no way to store this Minton card except mm. a box not knowing what's inside. So I give it a solid eight on all, on all those things I just uh, said in the review. But otherwise, it's a very nice figure. It's uh, yeah. I don't know if Darcy's lost any pieces yet, so I'm going to have to look around the floor and stuff. Oh, because, yeah, <laughs> it could be anywhere. That's very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really just goes to show um, how amazing this sub is that that someone like Modulock, who had, you know, so few appearances in a cartoon mm. 30 years ago that was nothing more than a 30-minute ad for a toy line. Yes. Can can have that much tooling go into a figure, yet another toy line that's based on, um, you know, a, a, an action figure, uh, sorry, a, a, a comic book universe that's, you know, 75 years old. Yep. Um, can't maintain the same level of interest to get fully tooled figures. Yeah, and this is an outstanding buck for DCUC. This could have been used. It's like an insectoid sort of body, you know. I'm thinking ambush bug. I'm thinking mm. a few other things, you know. Um, even, I don't know, does DC own Micronauts? Did there, was there ever a crossover there? Something along that lines, you know. I mean, Mattel buys the rights to sectors or whatever they were. This is They've already got the moulds. It's been perfect mm-hmm. for something like that. Um I didn't mention that there's 21 pieces in total as well for this figure. So Wow. That's one thing I forgot to mention, yeah. Huh. I actually quite like it. I was surprised, you know. I didn't really think about it until it came. And I thought, oh, this is this is really nice. Very good. Well, it's good that you're still, in, you know, enjoying these toys. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was down a bit about it, but I think, well, you know, how lucky are we to have these? You know, it's um, 
feel more thankful than than angry in the long run about <laughs> about toy collecting. You know? Always, especially good. when yeah, when I can look along the shelves and go, wow, this is this is fantastic. I remember this room started off with like um, the first two waves of Marvel Legends stored on their on their bases when I still used to put them on their bases, you know, and then that quickly ran out of room to see what this is now. There's over you know three thousand figures in this room. It's I'm quite thankful more than anything else. Yeah. Hey. Thanks very much for that, Justin. That's the first of our three toys of the week for this episode. We will be right back in a moment with everybody's favorite podcast game. Name that. one and all this is john aka engineer nerd welcoming you to another edition of name that last time we met we heard a sound from a commercial that may not have been from an english-speaking part of the world let's listen si te apasiona los autos de carreras ven a kentucky busca en tu chiquipac uno de los cuatro coches de mar Además, participa en el concurso Carta Santa Claus y gana una consola. Las carreras de están en Kentucky. Well, I brought that commercial in special from Mexico for my co-contributor at TVandFilmToys.com, um, Eric's, who lives in Mexico City. Um, that was a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial for Mario Kart toys. So if you guessed that one, you guys were on the right track. Anyway, we will move on to this week's sound. Mutants and aliens and toads be wonder. You're looking for adventure with You think you got it? Well, let's listen one more time just to be sure. Mutants and aliens and toads be wonder. You're looking for As always, if you think you know what it is or want to show off, come on over to afbforum.com. That's afbforum.com. Sign up for the forum and look for the thread and make a guess. And, you know, if you get it right, we give you forum points. And if you don't get it right, sometimes you get guesses. Um, sometimes other people are guessing and that helps you out. But it's a lot of fun and it's one of the friendliest toy forums on the web. So make sure you come on over and sign up. And if you'd rather play the more visual version of this game, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays, where we play the picture version. And, you know, the picture version's awesome because, you know, you can you don't have to listen to it over and over. So, anyway, um, this is Engineer Nerd saying peace out. apasiona los autos de carreras, ven a Kentucky. Busca en tu chiquipac uno de los cuatro coches de Mario Kart Wii. Además, participa en el concurso Carta Santa Claus y gana una consola Wii. Las carreras de Mario Kart Wii están en Kentucky. Now it's time for the second of our trio of Toys of the Week, and it's my turn. I am reviewing the Bowen Design Strike Down Thora statue. Now, I've actually had this for a couple of weeks, but haven't had time to really open and appreciate it. And uh, that, that's the whole reason I do the show, really, is just to make myself open and appreciate the things that I that I buy. Um, this is a 
a, a fantastic sculpt by Randy Bowen. Um, and it's kind of interesting having, you know, done in the last couple of years, the, uh, spinning hammer Thor, um, to see, uh, him continuing. Yeah. Obviously he's continuing to stretch himself as a sculptor and looking at different ways of doing things. And, the, the majority of the statues that come out are more in that, you know, plain vanilla pose museum style. But Randy, um, is, has been doing more of these action and diorama type statues. So as the name might suggest, this is Thor striking his hammer Mjolnir into the ground with great effect and lightning and shattering of rocks and all kinds of groovy stuff. Um, so this is a, 2014 release. Uh, as happens with Bowen, it's been um, in the works for a while. We knew it was coming quite some time ago, and um, it is now uh, out, and I've had it for, like I said, about a fortnight. Um, this is a, a really interesting, um, I just think, kind of facet of what um, Randy's doing, which is awesome. And so even though I had the Spinning Hammer Thor piece, I, you know, thought, you know, I, I really like this. I think this is clever. I want to support this sort of thing. And so I bought it. It went for, um, 275, uh, US. It is a limited edition of 1550 and mine is number 392. I thought so. Yeah. I, I would have sent it back otherwise. <laughs> it's a big deal for some people. It is. Yeah. Like I've, I've got into the habit of when I list statues on eBay of putting the edition number there because some people want to know. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, why do you care? Like, I don't understand. But there you go. There used to be uh, there used to be a company who obviously bought um, groups of statues from Bowen and places like that, and so you could actually place your order for various Bowen statues, saying, "I want that statue, and I want number 40." Well. Because forty is my thing, so they would always put number forty away for you. Huh. Well, okay. there you go. Uh, I have no such obsession, so I'm, I don't know. Maybe obviously people have got different superstitions and beliefs about numbers and their importance, etc. But I'm quite happy with three hundred and ninety-two. The packaging is the standard Bowen packaging. The box with the styrofoam tray. Uh, it is collector-friendly, um, but. As I mentioned, the last time I reviewed a Bowen piece, I think they might be um, going a bit cheap on the styrofoam quality because we've got that kind of crumbly styrofoam again that I expect from other companies but not normally from Bowen. But I had a lovely little styrofoam uh, snow field in my study after I opened this. Um, <laughs> it is a... the. Cape is actually packed in one of those uh, side pockets, um, and it's a separate piece. There are a number of pieces to this. There's the base, which is the rock that he is slamming his hammer into, and the little uh, core of the lightning strike coming out is there. Um, but then all of the bigger lightning strike pieces are separate pieces that have to be inserted. And then Thor's body minus the head and cape and right hand, um, which has a peg in the left knee that attaches him to the base. 
Then the cape, which has got a peg on one side and a magnet on the other to attach it to the body. Then Thor's head, very important, uh, which goes on after the cape and is attached by a magnet. The right hand with Mjolnir in it, which also pops on with a magnet. And then the various lightning bolts. Um, and I don't think there's a right or wrong to how you put them in. There's certainly no instructions, so I just tried to kind of follow the picture. Uh, but the, most of them seem to kind of fit in multiple places. So Yeah, I think Randy said on Facebook that it's fairly logical and by process of elimination you, <laughs> you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, that works if you're logical. Mm. <laughs> it, it was. I did, did not find it stressful. <laughs> so good fun. And they're... Uh, I don't want to try and snap them, but they do have a bit of flexibility to them, so they're not going to just kind of snap off at a, if you breathe on them. Um, the cape is brilliant. It, I, I love the way that um, Randy in particular just does some great things with capes, stuff that just looks like, wow, that would be so heavy that it would tip the whole thing over, but um, it's in, it's very stable. There's no wobble um, risk or you know topple risk here at all. Uh, you know it's really well done, and the base is also pretty amazing. You know the um, the design involved in that, just the detail in the rocks and the way that they split, and a really nice touch which I noticed when I started photographing it is that um, there's a, a crack in the rock that's obviously formed as a result of the hammer strike, and it actually goes right down and through the edge of the base as well. Um, which is a, just a really beautiful touch. Um, Paint-wise, you know, beautiful classic colors, uh, beautifully done. Um, I really like the way that you know, there's nothing, no elements of the costume are just painted on here. They're all sculpted. Um, no paint slop that I can see. I'm really happy with all of that. It, it's an awesome piece. That there are two kind of issues that I do have with it and one I don't think is really avoidable and that is that um it is a just from the pose Thor is looking quite low which means that if you want the if this uh positioned in a way where you can kind of see his facial expression you're gonna have to display it um on a top shelf in order to be able to to see that which um that's that's okay um but the one thing which I I don't know I do think that might have been an improvement is there is some space between Mjolnir and the um, rocks and stuff. And uh, I don't think it would have been too hard to um, have that actually connecting and really showing what's happening. Um, And there's obviously a lot of energy in this, but the energy is actually coming from the cape and the effects with the rock, etc., and not really from the hammer. Um, because without the rocks, uh, w- without the, you know, lightning strikes, etc., it could kind of just look like he was, you know, holding it, the hammer, just kind of going, hmm, shall I put it here? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that I'm sure there must be a design reason why it is done that way, but that, I, you know, that's just a, yeah. my, my criticism of stuff that I could never make myself in a million years. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, but it's just kind of something that struck me as I was putting it together, but it doesn't take away a lot from the, the, the piece to me. I, I'm really glad I got it. It is, um, it's a different sort of, um, 
sculpt of Thor than the spinning hammer Thor as well, which is which I quite like. Like it kind of feels like it's got a different artistic inspiration than the spinning hammer Thor, and um, so you know a bit Simonson maybe I'm not sure but like you know it's I really like it so I'm I'm glad that I've got it I'm I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten um mm. I I think that the uh the the pose is awesome but the face looking kind of right down at the ground does I like seeing faces you know and so <laughs> that that's just a little bit of a drawback for me but the you know the not connecting um. Uh, the hammer to the actual strike, I do think takes away a little bit of the energy and meaning of the piece. Um, but you know, still delighted with it. Very nice. You've actually mentioned that a few times, I think. Uh, Well, I mean, maybe it just seems like recently, but uh, I know there's been a number of times where there's been comments about statues where they're sort of contradictory in that you'd you'd want to put it down low to to see all the the detail, but then because they're looking down, you have to put them up high uh, in order to see their face, etc. Yeah, I I think that... Look, in this this one was not a surprise to me because the way that it was photographed made it pretty clear that that was going to be yeah. the case. And so, but you know, it is like I've got it sitting on the same level as me at the moment at the table height, and you, you really can't see any of his face. And so, in order for and you know maybe that's not important to this piece because it's really about the strike down and the action and you know if you're buying this then you know who thor is and you know what he you know what he does but um i I like to see the the facial expressions i think that adds so much to it so you know that that's okay um where i do get annoyed is when all of the photography that you see of a piece is actually taken at an angle that is different from the angle that it stands. Yeah, yeah. So the um, and uh, you know Bowen is a bit guilty of that in in tr- uh, as well as other companies. But I find sometimes you know that the, the photography happens, and because you know the face is important, it happens straight on to the face. And so then you know if if, if every photo that I see of something when I'm ordering it shows it to me in that way, I'm expecting that that's what I'm going to see on the shelf. Mm. And so it can be a bit weird when it's like, oh, I'm actually looking at the top of your head, yeah. you know, like because you're looking down. Um, so it's just a bit of a pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, this is, I mean, it does mean that I probably won't be able to put this in the place where I kind of imagined that it would go because it was more at table level. Um, but, you know, that's cool. And uh I've certainly read lots of positive comments about this. Um, It it is beautifully done. Mm. Cool. Well, that wraps up the second of our three choices of the week. We'll be right back in a moment to talk about the new items that we've added to our collections. Ah, the father and son road trip. Just a little imagination and you're good to go. Desert highways, scenic vistas, overly active wildlife. Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Yes, when you build together, the possibilities are endless. So, gentlemen, hold on to your hats and start your Lego road trip today at buildtogether.com. Well, if we didn't collect, we wouldn't be here. So Feeding the Addiction is where we talk about the new items or pre-orders that we've added to our collection this week. And Ben, why don't you go first? 
I shall. Thank you very much. Oh, good. Uh, I received my slideshow, Indiana Jones and the uh, Pursuit of the Ark statue. Yay. Which I shall talk about uh, shortly. Uh, and I also got a, a box of custom fodder as well. And like uh, Justin, I'm starting to sort of stock up because I foresee a day where you know, the DC Universe Classics buck begins to dry up. So mm. <laughs> I'm just building up a bit of a stash. <laughs> where does one buy a box of custom fodder? I just go onto eBay and get them from the Chinese sellers. There's uh, okay, yeah. certain generic figures that uh, you, you had absolutely no interest in when they came out as part of a wave, but they meet all the requirements as a base figure. So the uh, Blue Lantern Kyle Rayner uh-huh. is one that comes to mind. Um, so he's a fairly generic buck with no additional bits and pieces other than the little uh, ring on his finger, which you can get rid of quite easily. <laughs> so, yeah, you can still pick those up for sort of sub $10. Off oh, of very good. Hmm. I'm going to Singapore later in the year, and uh, I'll definitely be hitting the um, the shops there, see if I can pick up some stuff. So, I don't know, if maybe I might find some custom fodder for you all over there. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and you can you know, pay me a 50% markup, of course. Um, Justin. Okay. What about uh, you? Oh, sorry, were you done, Ben? I am. Oh, phew. Good. <laughs> sorry. Okay, go, Justin, go. Okay. Um, I got a box of Masters of Universe Classics goodness. I'm in a sub with a few other people in Australia, so I don't really keep in contact with what's coming out and when it's coming out. I just pay my money and I get the stuff. So this month I got uh, Glimmer. <laughs> I was yeah, sorry. About... So, note to the people that send Justin the stuff: you could really kind of just send anything. Indeed, he's not paying attention. So you just go, "Yeah, no, that that was it, man. Absolutely, it was the um, you know, little piece of poo um accessory that was the the sub figure this month." Yeah. I, I usually check after the fact. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Modulock, which I spoke of before, and Too Bad, which was the toss-up between either Modulock or Too Bad to do for my review, um, and. You know what? All good figures. Nothing bad to say about all three of them. Okay, good. That's about it. Yeah. Cool. Well, I have mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago that I had ordered the Bombshell Supergirl statue from Comics at Trade in Brisbane. And then I mentioned that it seemed to have gone missing in the mail. And my latest update is that more than two weeks after it was sent from Brisbane to Melbourne, and after Comics Etc. had given me a full refund, it turned up. <laughs> wow. I know. So they were happy, and then when I said, so I need to return this money to you, they were like, wow, no one's ever done that before. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've, I've got the thing now. So um, they gave me a discount, which was nice. Uh, the really interesting thing is that um, when I was in Adelaide, at, by this stage, thinking this thing is lost, and they basically said, look, you know, we'll give you a refund, etc. Uh, I found one up on the shelf in a uh, comic shop there that I hadn't been into before. And I was like, oh, awesome, great, what's the price? Fine, yep. And I said, oh, you know, would you mind if I just have a look at it? And they're like, oh, well, it's sealed. I'm like, yeah, but it's a statue, and I'm about to pay you, you know, a good price for it. And so I just yeah. kind of want to make sure that it's not broken. And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. We don't normally do that. And I'm like, well, that's okay. But look, I, you know, I'm, I'm not actually from here. So it'd be really hard for me to return it if there was any issue with it. And I was like, oh, no, that's fine. And so he opened it up and it was broken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bree, bree. And he's like, Did oh, you say wow. see? 
yeah, we'll have to send that back. I'm like, yeah, surely you check. Like, I don't know. Um, anyway, can, so can I can I just tell a quick story? Uh, uh, do you remember the image character Pit created by Dale Keown? Mm-hmm. Yep. I have the original Pit statue that came out many years ago, and, and it's, it's a huge statue. Uh, and I, when I picked mine up from the, the comic shop, I actually said to the guy, do you mind if I have a quick look just to make sure it's okay? Because yeah, it was a lot of money. Uh, I think it was the first statue that was ever 200 US. Whoa. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's open it up. And we opened it up, and there was a piece broken off his collar. Mm. And he's like, oh, man, that, that sucks. Well, okay, well, we got four of them, so I'll just go and grab another one. And he opened it up, and then one of his fingernails was broken off. <gasps> and he's like, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> and he opened up the third one. I can't remember, but it was something broken with it as well. <gasps> he's like, oh, man. And then he opened the fourth one, and the fourth one was fine. So that's the one I walked away with. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, certainly my experience of the places where I uh, buy stuff is that they check it as soon as it arrives because yeah. you know, obviously it's a fair bit of money and they need to be able to send it back, etc. So I was a bit surprised, particularly because this wasn't a brand new thing. It had been sitting there for a while. And he was like, oh, we don't normally do that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not really prepared to take the chance, sorry. But as it turned out, that was really lucky for me because otherwise I would have had two of them. Um, so, and the Comics Etc. one was cheaper even before the discount that they gave me. So, really great people at Comics Etc. in yeah. Brisbane. They're really nice guys. And uh, now I've got my Supergirl's bombshell statue. Hooray. Um, I also got the Batgirl from Big Bad Toy Store. Beautiful. Love it. Love this line. Don't know why I didn't start right away. Um, and then I also, uh, Bowen minibusts, depending on the character, um, often go quite cheaply on eBay. And there's quite a few kind of characters that are not necessarily, you know, big characters in my uh, wheelhouse, but, you know, characters that are good for completing collections um, around. And But sometimes the cheaply on eBay is negated by the shipping that they want to charge to send it to yep. Australia. Yep. Um, so but I always keep my eye out, and particularly when there are any kind of lots – I actually got a very really good uh, price plus shipping on um, a set of busts that were just you know randomly put together in a lot, and so I got Cloak and Dagger, um, which is beautiful. Uh, I got the Hydra Agent Three Pack. Oh, cool! I know. I got Toad, so mm. cute. <laughs> and then I and then I also got Curse, which is not. Sorry, a character I really care about, but there you go. It was a it was a really good price. I mean, he'll go in the Thor display and Rara, but it was a really good price. And Cloak and Dagger and the Hydra Agents are ones that I've been after for a while, so they arrived this week, and um, that was all very exciting. Excellent! Yay! Excellent! All right. Well, I think that's everything that we've got to report, which means that it must be time for our final Toy of the Week for this Toy of the Week trifecta episode. Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeze! The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Well, we are doing three twice of the week this episode, and we saved the horse for last. So over to you, Ben. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, when we talk about the greatest film of all time, uh, I'm pretty aware of the, the, the sorts of things that people take into consideration, technical merits and, um, you know, the performances of the actors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but in terms of the best movie of all time, uh, I always judge that simply by saying the, the film that I just enjoyed the most, that okay. overall was the most entertaining. And to this day, it is still Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I saw the film in the cinema as a youngster and loved it and was right there on the you know the the first day for the next film and the next film and the next film um i just love it and uh yeah nothing's changed um in terms of collectibles that relate to the film uh, i've always been pretty picky um I, I get the odd bit uh here and there uh, i've got a three and three quarter figure sitting in front of my monitor at work um and, and things like that and but i haven't gone crazy i've got a few sort of items um when it comes to sort of the higher-end stuff, um, I armed an art in regards to the Hot Toys figure, and uh, then Sideshow Collectibles went ahead and solicited uh, a, a statue that was titled Pursuit of the Ark, and this statue is Indiana Jones on the White Horse. It's the scene later in the film when he's in Cairo, and the Ark has been loaded into the back of a truck, and he uh, jumps on the horse to chase it. Um, I just fell in love with the statue the minute I saw it. I think it's just got this, this, the, the, it's incredibly dynamic. Um, there's just so much sort of happening in, in this shot. It's, it's not a static shot. And, um, yeah, I, I had to have it. Uh, I saw the price and then had to think about it, <laughs> <laughs> whether I had to have it. Um, and, uh, we'll get to that a bit later. Um, so this is, uh, as I said, Sideshow Collectibles. I actually got it this week, which is uh, February 2014, which is really quite interesting because the statue, I actually went through my email unchecked. Um, I actually picked it up on the day it was solicited, and that was the 26th of September 2012. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Now, this statue was originally wow. meant to ship in April 2013, April 2013, that's 10 months ago. Um, I, one of the reasons I actually went ahead and, and committed to buying this statue was that um, that's actually a month before my birthday. So I figured by the time uh, it shipped to Australia, it arrived just in time and the, uh, the sainted uh, Mrs. Shake said, how about I just buy it for your birthday? And I went, yeah, okay, sure. And, and away we went. And as it turns out... Um, Anyone could have had this statue because actually <laughs> I sat down and did the math and you could have had it for just $7 a week. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's, uh, now you tell that's, me. That's practically, uh, that's, that's less than a cup of coffee a day. Well, pretty much. Um, $7 a week and you could have owned this statue because it took so long to get here. Um, I was starting to get quite peeved and um, I was wondering what was actually happening with the piece because um, I think on about three occasions I received emails from SciShow saying your flex pay schedule has changed uh. and then the date just kept getting further and further out and it was starting to really annoy me. But um, knowing what we know after we've talked to people like Randy Bowen, I was just assuming that... Um, 
that was all down to production problems. Um, This is a really, really complicated statue. Uh, I didn't realise. I mean, you you look at the photos and you go, yep, that's great. It's a nice-looking statue. But once you actually get it in hand, it is really complex. So, yep, it is a statue. Um, I picked up the exclusive version, which I'll I'll get to a bit later, and this was limited to just 150 pieces worldwide. Uh, I have number 38. Um, Wow. Yes. um, It did set me back 500 US but I did the um, I did the sideshow flex pay so and I, I always choose the maximum number of um, uh, of installments so it sort of drags it out uh, the box for this thing is gigantic um, <laughs> I just, that's two in a row with the Batman premium format statue and now this one um, the two biggest boxes I've ever received have come like a mere weeks apart um, I mean, the box, you know, is quite nicely styled. I put a, a pickup on the um, the AFB Facebook page. Um, it's got that sort of traditional Indiana Jones logo with a, a shot of the um, the the statue. Not much else to it. Um, it's a two piece tray, and it's actually quite funny because when Sideshow obviously do the, you know, this is the top uh, on the styrofoam, and so I, I laid the styrofoam down on the floor, carefully um, cut the tape around it, and removed the top piece. And it's it's one of those weird statues that because of the way the horse and Indy and, and even the base are shaped, when you lift off the top, you know, Indy's legs just kind of sticking right up at you and half the horse <laughs> is sticking up at you. Um, they're not kind of neatly fitting into the um, into the styrofoam tray, but obviously when you put the top on, they, they sit nicely in there. So um, and, and so, yeah, look, it's collector-friendly. Uh, everything's neatly wrapped and you can sort of go ahead and put it all back together. Now... In regards to the sculpt, uh, one of the things that I was very, very nervous about was the the, the likeness of Harrison Ford. Uh, He's got one of those faces, one of those portraits that does seem to be quite difficult to capture. Um, Some people do it quite well and some people do it in just a complete horror. So um, (laughs) the the promo shots were quite good and I was quite pleased with it. And so you've always got that little bit of um, hesitation, those nerves that um, the final piece may not quite measure up to the original promo shots. But um, I was actually really, really pleased. Um, Looking straight on at him, it looks dead on like like Harrison from the movie. Um, I was really, really pleased because that was my my single biggest fear. Um, That's good. The, the 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 sculpting on this thing is just insane. It's it's hard to tell from the pictures, but the um uh, the, is it the mane of the horse? Anyway, the yep. yeah the 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 hair on the the back of the head kind of thing. That's um, the mane. Yeah, there. Thank you. Um, it's it's actually not sculpted to the body. It actually they're, they're actually separate pieces, as if they're they've been swept around. So you, you can actually get like the reins um, of the horse in underneath. So they're individually sort of sculpted and uh, the same goes with the tail it's this long sort of um strands of, of hair um the detail on the horse is actually astonishing there's leg veins you know you can actually like horses tend to you know to be quite um uh, quite veiny like that so that all that detail is there the drapery on indy is absolutely astonishing like the the detail in the folds of his leather jacket, like where his elbow is and that sort of thing, uh, is just amazing. They've just put so much effort into getting that, you know, spot on. So I was really quite impressed. Um, the As far as the paint goes, 
I nothing jumps out at me as, as being wrong. Like the 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 base, um, it comes as a, a single piece and it's hollow. Um, that's obviously because if it was a solid piece, it would be incredibly heavy. Um, the base is actually very plain. Uh, it just looks like sand. There's no extra detail, rocks or plants or anything like that. Um, I had a quick look at the movie just to sort of double check, and this pose is actually taken directly from the film Um, and when you actually sort of have a a look uh, at the movie you can see that this base is um, very plain and they've replicated that uh, here so I I was quite pleased. what what's quite interesting is the number of pieces this thing comes in obviously the the base is a single piece and then you take the horse out and there's a, a couple of pegs in the feet that um, fit quite neatly and, and quite solid like there's no problems with balance or anything like that um, the tail on the horse is actually separate so that uh, snaps in with a magnet um, what's clever is Indy basically has this giant peg sticking out of his butt and uh, there's a hole in the top of the saddle and it's like a square peg um, that actually goes into a square hole um, on the saddle. But the the stirrups and things like that are all actually part of Indy. So you don't have to sort of put him on the horse and try and get his feet into the stirrups or anything like that. They're all um, one piece and that just sort of sits neatly on. And so um, the, the detail in that they've managed to achieve by doing the pieces in like a, a hard plastic um, so it's actually got a little bit of a flex to it. Um, the whip is actually the same. When I get to accessories, um, the whip is actually held in with a magnet and uh, it's kind of like a, a flexible sort of rubber plastic kind of thing. Uh, both hands uh, come separate and they have magnets in them. The reins on the horse are all leather and so you can actually feed the reins through the holes in his hands to actually get him to um, to hold it. Um, what's quite clever is the exclusive uh, for this piece is actually a swap out right hand that actually has a revolver. Um, So Indy has his revolver and because that's an exclusive, you actually get two holsters for him. So, um, which didn't occur to me until I'm going, why is there two holsters? Oh, of course, because if you've got the the regular version where the uh, revolver is still in its holster, you take that out and it sort of snaps neatly into his side with a magnet. And uh, if you have the exclusive where he has the revolver in his hand, um, you obviously want to have a holster without a revolver in it. So I thought, oh, that's quite clever. So anyway, that snaps in neatly with a magnet as well, so it's all quite nice. Um, the, the paint is really quite astonishing. The the level of shading they've gone to with the horse is amazing. Um, obviously, the horse has been running along in the, the dust and the dirt, so you've actually got some of that dust on the, is it the fetlock? Is that what they call the, oh. that, that, that bit of the horse down there? I need a daughter yeah, so. here for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, some of the dust is on there. Um, it, it's kind of weird because the... Um, the whatever they call the blanket that sits under the saddle um, has some of the most amazing detail I've ever seen on a statue. It's got this little sort of pattern on it with diamonds and um, they really made it look like a blanket. It is absolutely amazing, the level of detail. But then on the flip side, when you actually look at the horse from front on, the amount of detail they've um, gone to with the mouth is actually quite disappointing. It's like they've just painted the inside of the mouth mm. um, red and then they've painted the teeth brown and 
the brown just doesn't quite work. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to see. You really have to go around to, you know, look at the statue from front on. But um, I've never seen a horse with teeth that colour, so a little bit more detail would have um, really worked. Um, the horse's eyes are nicely done, but I think it really would have benefited from, like, a, a nice um, glaze in the eye to really sort of make that stand out a bit. So um, it's... Uh, um, it's hard to put a a dolly rating on this i mean it's just the most you know astonishing statue that i own it's it's two feet tall it's gigantic when i saw the photo uh that you put on facebook of it and saw that was is that in your kitchen or Uh, that's actually in my um in my lounge room on just next to the tv oh yeah okay radio i was like wow that is huge it is, and one of the shots I put on Facebook has a um, a DC Universe Classics Batman, so a six-inch figure just sort of standing next to it to see yeah. the scale. Um, it's huge. And, look, I I just love everything about this, but I, there's, there's too many things that sort of niggle me to give it a, a flat-out dolly rating of 10. Um, well, Justin's here as well, so that would not well, go down right. well. That's right. yeah. um, look, I think they could have gone to a bit more detail with the paint, saying the, the mouth of the horse. It's like... It's like they've been given a um, given a, a task of putting the effort into Indiana Jones first because I, I can't fault Indy at all. He the the shading in his his leather coat, the stubble on his face, um, his eyes are spot on. He doesn't have sort of the uh, you know the wonky eyes or anything like that. It really is amazing. His satchel bag is is hanging off him to one side and it's painted a different colour. Um, but there's just a couple of areas on the horse where I think they really could have gone to a bit more detail. Um, and the other thing is I'm I'm just really pissed that it took this long to get here. Um, and, and the sideshow just basically, uh, you know, makes you accept it. Um, th- there's never any email that says, look, we're really sorry. Um, there are issues happening. It's just like, oh, yeah, here's your new schedule. Oh, we've changed it again. Here's your new payment schedule. Oh, okay, here's the third and final schedule. And it's going to come out 10 months after, you know, you originally solicited with, with no comments or, or anything like that. So um, as amazing as it is, I, I think this one's a 9 out of 10 for me. Fair enough. So where where is this going to live in your house? Um, right now, uh, I mean, you've been to my place, Scott, and have, you yep. probably remember that I had um, my sideshow Hellboy life-size bust. Uh-huh. Um, that got put away, and Whoa. Indiana Jones now uh, takes its place. And Miss Five is fascinated with horses, absolutely loves horses. So, of course, she keeps um, at every opportunity will wander up to it and go, is this yours? And I go, yes, that's mine. Can I have it? <laughs> no, you can't have it. <laughs> and then, she, then the little finger reaches out and I go, don't touch it. So who is it? It's Indiana Jones. And then the little finger comes out, don't touch it. Who's Indiana Jones? And then the little finger comes out. It's like, don't touch it. Okay, I've said don't touch it 26 times now. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, but it is uh, – I, I don't actually have a statue. I mean, obviously, the you know things like a life-size bust uh, are different, but an actual sort of action statue like this, I don't have anything that's even remotely in scale. Um, yeah, it's just uh, astonishing to behold. <laughs> that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, a very fitting final installment in the Toy of the Week trifecta. Well done. 
It's very cool. All right. Well, we are just about out, but we have some feedback to uh, read out to you. Before we wrap this episode up for good, we'll be right back in just a moment. Duke's in trouble. Scramble the Storm Eagle. Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet. But the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash and the Parasite's launching catapult missiles. Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires. G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But Duke's gone. So glad you could join us. <laughs> Well, before we finish off, we've got a bit of feedback from our listeners, and we love receiving feedback. So if you would like to ask us a question, uh, make a suggestion about something to do in a future episode, um, tell Ben to go jump off a cliff, whatever. Hey. Um, I'm just saying it could happen. Uh, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com or follow us on Twitter at AFBlues or find us on Facebook. Um, you know, if all else fails, just write a note and staple it to Justin's forehead. Um, however you want to do it, uh, we're here to listen. Just don't hurt me. And, um, Justin, you have our first piece of feedback tonight. So over to you. I do. This looks like it comes from Twitter and it's from Rock Mastrangelo. And he writes, I'm listening to the AFB Blues podcast while I tidy up the kitchen. This podcast has some great toy talk, plus they post pics of the toys too. When we have time to do an enhanced podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Thanks, Rock. Thank you, Rock. Rock. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, We know how important the visual is, and so we really do make an effort to make sure that we do have the enhanced stuff there, but it's very (laughs) time-consuming. It's very time-consuming. I need a slave... Well, maybe Arnold needs to earn his money. Well, I've put in a request at work for a Sherpa. Um, so if I get one of those, um, the job description mainly is to um, be at the Melbourne airport when I leave for work to carry all my crap and hand me coffee and then to be wherever I arrive. But I don't want to have to travel with them because, you know, blah. Um <laughs> So, you know, when I get off the plane, I want them to hand me a coffee um, and carry all my crap and, you know, pick fuzz off my jumper and all that kind of stuff. So, but, you know, they might be able to do the enhanced, pod- enhanced podcast when that comes. Nice. We'll see. Yeah. I got a lot of my requests in my latest review, but not that one. It's really disappointing. <laughs> uh, the, um, but yeah. So, oh, we're doing a podcast. Okay. So. Uh, the other thing is that we just finished giving out stacks of stuff for our birthday. What's that you said? What you gave away stuff for your birthday? That's right. We gave presents for our birthday. No one gave us anything, no, by the way. Not, nothing. Not not a thing. Well, that restraining order. Oh, and Justin <laughs> gave me a back rub and well, it got a little bit creepy. But other than that, no actual present. So, but Andrew Todd, who won the awesome bone design Sabretooth statue said on our forum, what would be a good companion piece to go with a bow and design Sabretooth classic? Can't have him all by himself surrounded by aliens. What do we suggest? Any one of the 37 Wolverine statues. <laughs> go, we no, give him a free a... statue. Now we have to make suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> you want to charge for that, Justin? That is, that's going to cost you. That's right. <laughs> Well, now, yes. hold on. It's a classic Sabretooth, so it's not just any of the 
you know the i mean probably era wise the brown costume yeah, um, movie that would work yeah yeah um although it's i don't know scale wise that work or the action you know the the action wolverine but that's probably a bit hard to find um yeah well they yeah. did those in what four different costumes oh true that's true mm-hmm. yeah and a couple of those would work actually and there's also a good action one. I've got the um, the Kotobukiya one, which is um, in an action pose as well. But the good thing is it's um, quite low down. Okay. It's not like the Bowen one where he's kind of up on the rocks. Or So if you wanted to sort of, yeah, have them looking at each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. Could, could your OCD actually cope with a mix of uh, licenses like that? Like... I don't have OCD. I have CDO. Because <laughs> mine couldn't. Like, I, I couldn't. The the theory of that is cool, but, like, I, I just, I hate mixing stuff from different companies <laughs> in display. I know it's really bad. I've got a shelf that has a mixture of everything, like uh, Turtles hanging out with Hellboy next to <laughs> Spider-Man, next to Ash, next to The Crow, next to Kratos, <laughs> Man. next to Earthworm Jim. Uh, I don't mind it so much. Hanging out with the Watchmen. That's some party. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, there's, there's some ideas for you, Andrew Todd. Mine was going to be Betty Boop. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, cool. it's the first thing that comes to mind when I think Bowen designs Sarah classic. But there you go. Yeah. Wolverine could work as well. True. Awesome. Well, if you want us to uh, make fun of you on the podcast, then you should send us some feedback as well. Hmm. Absolutely. I think I think we're done. We are. Yay! Done like a dinner. Good times. Good times. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Don't spend all your prize money in one place. (laughs) Excelsior. Don't spend any of it in Argentina. (laughs) Allowed. You wouldn't be allowed. No, that's right. Good night, Argentina. Good night, Argentina. Are we allowed to say good night? Yeah. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. It is 15 inches tall overall, and that's obviously to the top of the cape. Um, it is quite wide, obviously, as well, because it's quite a kind of wide or long um, statue. It is a limited edition, and oops, <laughs> excuse me a moment. <laughs> Let's just pause there. I should, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh,
thought he was going to say something broke off. But <laughs> <laughs> Oops, his arm's falling off. <laughs> tell you what, these people that don't do their research, it's just shocking. Okay, five, four, three, 